This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Wednesday, April 21st, 2021, I'm Michaela Wheatler. And I'm Mike Stanley. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, U.S.-backed Afghan peace meeting postponed. All on your only daily source for Marshall broadcast news. Bradley Wells will be on with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Nick Verzellini will be on with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a snowy 41 degrees. And now on to our top story. President Vladimir Putin says Moscow's response will be, quote, quick and tough, unquote, if the West encroaches on Russia's security interests. The warning during his annual State of the Nation address came amid a massive Russian troop buildup near the border with Ukraine. The U.S. and its allies have urged the Kremlin to pull the troops back. In his speech, Putin said, quote, those who organize any provocations threatening the core security interests of Russia will feel sorry for their deeds as never before, unquote. Moscow has rejected Ukrainian and Western concerns about the military buildup. As Putin spoke, protests started rolling across Russia in support of imprisoned opposition leader Alexei Navalny, and a human rights group said over 400 were arrested. European Union officials have unveiled proposals for reining in high-risk uses of artificial intelligence, such as live facial scanning, that could threaten people's safety or rights. The draft regulations from the EU's Executive Commission, made public today, include rules on the use of the expanding technology in activities such as choosing school, job, or loan applicants. They also would ban artificial intelligence in a few situations, such as government, quote, social scoring, unquote, systems. The proposals are the 27-nation bloc's latest move to maintain its role as the standard bearer for technology regulation. EU officials say they would want to balance the need to protect data privacy against the need to encourage innovation. Queen Elizabeth II has expressed her thanks for all the, quote, support and kindness, unquote, shown following the death of her husband, Prince Philip. In a statement today posted on social media on her 95th birthday, in which she personally signed off as Elizabeth R., the monarch said it has been, quote, a comfort, unquote, to, quote, see and to hear all the tributes to my husband, unquote, from within the U.K., the Commonwealth, and around the world. She's marking her birthday in a low-key fashion at Windsor Castle, some members of the royal family are expected to be with her today. Her birthday falls within the two-week royal mourning period for Philip that is being observed until Friday. An upcoming international peace conference that was meant to move Afghanistan's warring sides to a power-sharing deal and ensure an orderly U.S. exit from the country has been postponed. The conference sponsors cited lack of prospects for meaningful progress and said no new date had been set. As peace efforts stalled, Germany's defense ministry suggested NATO military planners were contemplating a possible withdrawal of international troops from Afghanistan as early as July 4th. That's more than two months ahead of the planned September 11th pullout date. Today's decision came several days after Taliban insurgents dismissed the U.S.-promoted conference in Istanbul as a political spectacle serving U.S. interests. President Joe Biden will pledge to cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions at least in half by 2030 as he convenes a virtual climate summit with 40 world leaders. 
That's according to three people with knowledge of the plans who spoke on condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss them. The 50% target would nearly double the nation's previous commitment and help the Biden administration prod other countries for ambitious emission cuts as well. The non-binding but symbolically important pledge is a key element of the two-day summit, which begins tomorrow as world leaders gather online to share strategies to combat climate change. Coming up, West Virginia Supreme Court rejects pay cycle dispute appeal. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. A vaccine clinic at a West Virginia casino has welcomed people from outside of the state to get their COVID-19 shots as demand declines among in-state residents. The drive through clinic is being held twice a week in a parking garage at the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in the Eastern Panhandle. The casino says West Virginia residency is not required. That's news to some state coronavirus response officials who say they are unaware of clinics opening to out-of-state residents. Berkeley Medical Center nurse Betsy Gambino says residents from six other states arrived yesterday, along with the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and a local worker from Nova Scotia. A northeastern Pennsylvania man has been sentenced to 30 to 60 years in prison in the death of his multi-million dollar father, who authorities said he bludgeoned to death, dismembered, and burned, disposing of the remains in the garage. 30-year-old William Morse V pleaded guilty. Yesterday in Luzerne County Court to third-degree murder and dealing in the proceeds of unlawful activities. The disappearance of William Morse III started as a missing persons case in June 2018. Morse declined an opportunity to address the court and declined to say anything to reporters as he was escorted from the courtroom. Nine Kentucky counties are changing over this month to driver licensing regional offices operated by the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet. The cabinet says the counties are Adair, Breathitt, Floyd, Hopkins, Madison, McCracken, Pulaski, Rowan, and Russell. The offices will provide the licensing services that have been handled by the local circuit court clerk offices in those counties. The clerk offices in the nine counties will end at nearly all in-person driver licensing services on Monday. Fayette, Franklin, and Woodford counties made the transition earlier. The new system is to be phased in statewide by June 30th, 2022. Some records have fallen with the snow around the Ohio as the state got some Arctic in April. Toledo saw its largest late-season snowfall yesterday, recording 5 inches. Temperatures early tomorrow are expected to dip into the mid-20s and approach historic lows. The National Weather Service recorded 2.3 inches of snow today at the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport in Hebron, Kentucky topping the 1901 record for April 21st of 1.1 inches. Excuse me, 1.5 inches. 
Much of the state was under a frost freeze warning this morning, with more frost expected in the early morning hours tomorrow. Forecasters say conditions were favorable for the overnight snow. West Virginia's Supreme Court has rejected an appeal from five state employees who claimed the state's switch of their pay cycles to every two weeks was unconstitutional. The High Court yesterday affirmed a ruling last year by a Kanawha County Circuit judge who granted summary judgment to the state. The lawsuit was over a 2014 move by the legislature to switch from semi-monthly or 24-week pay cycle to a 26-week pay cycle. The justices noted that in 2017, for example, the petitioners received every penny of what they earned. The difference was that work for a December pay cycle wasn't paid out until January 2018. Coming up next, the latest on the fight for climate change. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Freedom of speech freedom of means speech means freedom of speech means freedom to say I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom. I to have say the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu.wmul Your place in cyberspace. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. Stocks were mostly higher in afternoon trading today as investors continued to work through company earnings reports and closely watched the bond market. Netflix led a decline in communications sector stocks with a drop of 7%. The video streaming pioneer disappointed investors when its latest report on subscriber additions which came in below its own forecasts. Much of the market's focus over the next two weeks will be on individual company stocks and how well their quarterly results turn out. This week, roughly 80 members of the S&P 500 are due to report, as well as one out of every three members of the Dow. It will now be up to Tennessee's Republican Governor Bill Lee to decide whether some medical providers will be required to cremate or bury fetal remains from surgical abortions. The proposal that received final legislative approval today in the GOP supermajority Senate has sparked criticism among reproductive rights advocates, who argue such measures are unnecessary and would stigmatize a legally available procedure. Supporters counter of the bill argue that it will protect human dignity. According to the bill, medical providers must dispose of fetal remains from surgical abortions by cremation or burial and cover the costs. A U.S. Supreme Court decision upheld a similar Indiana law. At least 10 other states have enacted similar requirements, though legal challenges persist. U.S. regulators say the, Baltim <coughs> excuse me, the Baltimore factory contracted to make Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine was dirty, did not follow proper manufacturing procedures, and had poorly trained staff. 
The problems resulted in contamination of a batch of material that was going to be put in the shots. The Food and Drug Administration today released a 13-page report detailing the findings from its recent inspection of the now-idle Emergent Biosciences factory. Johnson & Johnson and Emergent say they're working to fix the problems. Nothing made at the factory for Johnson & Johnson has been distributed yet. The process of making fine whiskey involves aging spirits to a golden brown, but a bourbon-producing giant is going green along the way. Beam Suntory said today it wants to cut its greenhouse gas emissions and water usage in half by 2030. It's a more ambitious goal is to remove more carbon than it emits by 2040. The company produces top-selling Jim Beam as well as Maker's Mark, both crafted in Kentucky. The spirits giant has also committed to planting 500,000 trees annually by 2030. The goal is to plant more trees than are harvested to make the barrels and hold the company's aging whiskey. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the Justice Department is opening a sweeping investigation into policing practices in Minneapolis after the guilty verdict in George, excuse me, in George Floyd's death. Today's announcement came a day after ex-officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murder and manslaughter in Floyd's May 2020 death. The Minneapolis police said in a statement that Chief Madiria Arredondo, quote, welcomes this investigation and will fully cooperate with federal prosecutors. The Justice Department was already investigating whether Chauvin and the other officers involved in Floyd's death violated his civil rights. The new investigation will be a broader review of the entire police department. It may result in major changes to policing in the Minnesota city. Coming up next, U.S. takes new aim at ransomware. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Mike Stanley. The European Union has reached a tentative climate deal that is intended to make the 27-nation bloc climate neutral by 2050. EU member states and lawmakers agreed on new carbon emissions targets on the eve of a virtual summit hosted by U.S. President Joe Biden. Under the provisional deal reached earlier today, the EU would also commit itself to an intermediate target of cutting greenhouse gas emissions by at least 55% by 2030 compared to 1990 levels. The 2030 target had been 40%, but under the pressure of increasing evidence of climate change and a more environmentally conscious electorate, it was pushed up. The EU legislature had wanted a higher target of 60%. The judge who oversaw Derek Chauvin's trial in George Floyd's death said the jury will remain anonymous until he deems it safe to release their names. Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill hasn't publicly said how long their names might stay secret. He told potential jurors that he will protect their privacy as long as he feels it's necessary. 
In the 2019 trial that led to the conviction of former Minneapolis officer Mohamed Noor and the shooting death of Justine Rusk demand, the judge waited more than 18 months before agreeing to release the jurors' names. President Joe Biden has announced new employer tax credits and other steps to encourage people reluctant to be inoculated with the COVID-19 vaccine. His administration is trying to overcome diminishing demand for the shots as Biden celebrates reaching his latest goal of administering 200 million coronavirus doses in his first 100 days in office. He says in a White House speech that, quote, vaccines can save your own life, but they can also save your grandmother's life, your co-worker's life, the grocery store clerk, or the delivery person helping you and your neighbors get through the crisis. That's why you should get vaccinated, unquote. Democratic lawmakers have unveiled legislation that would invest $25 billion to convert the nation's fleet of gasoline and diesel-powered school buses to electric vehicles. It's a component of President Joe Biden's $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan geared toward improving children's health. The legislation unveiled today would authorize federal money over 10 years to cover the expense of purchasing electric school buses, building charging stations, and providing workforce training. School buses make up 90% of the nation's bus fleet and typically carry 25 million children each day. Emissions from diesel engines may contribute to respiratory illnesses in children and have been linked to poor academic performance. The Justice Department has assembled a task force to confront ransomware after what officials say was the most costly year on record for the crippling cyber attacks. The task force of FBI agents and Justice Department prosecutors is an acknowledgement of the growing threat posed by ransomware attacks, in which hackers lock up computer data and demand ransom payments in order to give it back. Ransomware attacks have impeded hospital operations, led to the temporary closure of school classes, and caused other chaos. The task force and its goals were laid out in a memo this week from John Carlin, a senior Justice Department official. And coming up, Bradley Wells will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Nick Mersolini will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi, asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. And welcome back to News Center 88. I am Bradley Wells. It is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. What a difference a day makes. After the above normal high temperatures of yesterday, today at times looked more like a winter wonderland than the middle of spring. As expected, the spring cold front made its way into our area, bringing with it rain, sleet, and yes, even snow showers across campus today. 
While the bulk of the wintry mess has moved out with the cold front, we will see some passing rain and snow showers throughout the evening. We won't be expecting any accumulation as our ground is much too warm. However, the winter feel and cold temps are unfortunately here to stay. We are in fact under a freeze warning until 10 a.m. Thursday as overnight lows are going to fall into the upper 20s. Tonight will be a must for covering any sensitive outdoor plants. Thursday doesn't look to improve much in the way of cold as we'll start near the freezing mark with afternoon highs only reaching 55 degrees. It is a brisk wind that will make it feel much colder as we could see gusts as high as 25 to 30 miles per hour. There is a chance for a hit and miss passing shower in the afternoon, but that chance is pretty small. Thursday evening we'll see temps drop back into the freezing mark under mostly cloudy skies or mostly clear skies, excuse me. The windy conditions of the day will subside slightly as the evening progresses. A freeze watch has been issued for Thursday night. Friday is the day we will all be looking forward to as our wintry visit comes to an end. We will start to start cold Friday morning with some frost and temps in the upper 30s, but with mostly sunny skies and wind shifting out of our southwest, we will see afternoon highs back to normal near 65. We'll even start to see overnight lows tend up for Friday evening, dropping back to 43. A scattered chance of a passing shower can't be ruled out for the early morning Friday hours, as another cold front makes its way in for the weekend. Despite the appearance of snow flurries around campus, today, today's weather and history will show April showers could be worse. It was back on this day in 1983 in Minnesota that, much so, that such an April snow event occurred. In a single-day record-setting snow, 28 inches of snow fell in a single day across much of the state. The three-day April blizzard buried towns across Minnesota, with St. Cloud seeing 30 inches by the time the storm came to an end. Considering how our day has turned out, a few passing snow showers is a far better cry than 30 inches of snow. And unlike St. Cloud, we may even see a run on 80 degrees for the start of finals week. Currently outside the WMEL studios, it is a chilly and snowy 41 degrees. That is your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For the News Center 88 team, I am Bradley Wells. Thanks, Bradley. Now Nick Verzellini joins us with the FM88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. In Marshall Sports News, the women's golf team is competing in the CUSA Championships and currently sits in 10th place. Senior Stormy Randazzo is leading the way for the Thundering Herd as she is currently in 29th place out of 56 golfers. Today is the final day of the tournament. Women's tennis begins its Conference USA tournament run tomorrow. The Herd will travel to Denton, Texas for the tournament, which begins tomorrow and runs through Friday. In national sports news, Philonese Floyd issued a statement of support for the Las Vegas Raiders after the organization received backlash for a tweet following the conviction of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin for murdering his brother George Floyd. The Raiders' tweet sent late Tuesday afternoon read, quote, I can breathe for 2021, unquote. Floyd told officers, quote, I can't breathe, unquote, more than 20 times before he died when Chauvin pressed his knee into the back of Floyd's neck for about nine minutes last May. Raiders owner Mark Davis told ESPN that he, quote, meant no disrespect, unquote, to Floyd's family with the tweet and that he, quote, took the lead, unquote, from Philonese Floyd, who said after the verdict, quote, today we are able to breathe again, unquote. Davis told the Associated Press and The Athletic that he also didn't know that the phrase, quote, I can breathe, unquote, was used by supporters of police in New York after the death of Eric Gardner in 2014 and that he wouldn't have used the phrase if he had known the history. NFL News, the league announced today that the league will announce its 2021 schedule on May 12th. For the first time, each team will play a 17-game schedule in 2021. Each team will receive just one bye week even with the expanded schedule. 
The NFL previously announced that the season will begin on Thursday, September 9th, and will end on January 9th, 2022. The Pro Bowl will be played on February 6, 2022 at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles will take place on February 13, 2022. In soccer news, Liverpool principal owner John W. Henry has issued an apology to the fans the day after his club was forced to back out of the crumbling European Super League due to widespread outrage across the football community. Liverpool and five other clubs from the Premier League announced yesterday that they would be withdrawing from the competition a mere 48 hours after it was announced. In college football news, former Pittsburgh Steelers and Georgia wide receiver Heinz Ward is set to join Florida Atlantic's coaching staff Sources told ESPN. Ward, a four-time Pro Bowl selection and two-time Super Bowl champion with the Steelers, entered coaching with the New York Jets in 2019 and remained there in 2020. Florida Atlantic does not have any full-time assistant jobs available, but Ward is expected to work alongside new FAU receivers coach Joey Thomas, a former NFL and CFL player. In MLB news, the Houston Astros have reached a one-year contract extension for veteran catcher Martin Mariano. General Manager James Click announced today. Under terms of the deal, Maldonado will make $5 million in 2022. The deal, which includes a $500,000 buyout, also has a $5 million vesting option for 2023 that becomes guaranteed if Maldonado plays in 90 or more games this season. Maldonado, 34, has served two stints with the Astros and has emerged as one of their core vocal leaders over these last couple of seasons. He is making $3.5 million in 2021 and is off to a slow start offensively this season with only three hits and 17 strikeouts and 34 at-bats. Former All-Star D. Strange Gordon has signed a minor league contract with the Milwaukee Brewers and has been assigned to the alternate training site in Appleton, Wisconsin. Strange Gordon, who turns 33 on Thursday, had gone to spring training with the Cincinnati Reds with a minor league contract and was released on March 26th after hitting 281 with no homers and four RBIs and 32 at-bats over 10 games in spring training. Strange Gordon had been working out at shortstop with the Reds. Strange Gordon has primarily played second base and also has experience in the outfield. In NBA news, Indiana Pacers forward Jakar Sampson has been suspended for one game for headbutting San Antonio Spurs guard Patty Mills on Monday night. Mills was fined $25,000 for his role in the altercation, and Spurs forward Rudy Gay was fined $20,000 for escalating the incident by shoving Sampson. The incident began with Sampson and Mills battling for rebounding position and it continued to the next position when Mills made contact with Sampson and Sampson shoved Mills. Sampson then furthered the altercation by aggressively confronting and headbutting Mills with 9.32 remaining in the fourth quarter of the Spurs' 109-94 victory. Sampson, who will serve his suspension Wednesday against Oklahoma City, was given a flagrant foul two and an automatic ejection. Mills and Gay received technical fouls. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Nick Verzellini. Thanks, Nick. When we return on New Center 88, that's one way to beat the coronavirus. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, 
Just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. And finally today on News Center 88, it's a chance to literally strike a blow against the coronavirus. A businesswoman in Alaska says when the pandemic hit last year, her pinata business took a beating. Carolina Tolliday Vidal tells the Associated Press that many of the projects she had were postponed or canceled, but she came up with an idea that might go viral, coronavirus-shaped pinatas, and it looks like the concept will stick. She says after posting a video of her virus-shaped pinatas, the idea spread. Tolliday Vidal says the appeal of coronavirus pinatas is that people want to, quote, smash them and break them and hit them with meaning, unquote, because the pandemic has been so hard on everyone. A Southern California man says he feels that he has dodged a bullet after surviving a rattlesnake bite. Authorities in Corona say the man spotted the rattler near his home and worried it might come into contact with children. But when he tried to grab the rattler with a pair of tongs, the poisonous snake turned on the man and sank his fangs into the man's hand. The man was treated at a hospital and released. Animal control came along to gather up the snake, which was later euthanized. Burning Man Festival organizers are considering requiring attendees to prove they've been vaccinated for COVID-19 if they move forward with plans to hold this year's countercultural festival in the Nevada desert. But they backed off an earlier statement indicating they had already decided to make the shots mandatory. The organizers say they won't decide for sure until the end of the month whether the event will even take place. Burning Man CEO Marion Goodell had said in a video message posted on the group's website on April 8th that the vaccines would be required. She said in an updated statement last weekend that she had misspoken. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Mike Stanley, Bradley Wells, Nick Verzellini, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. Zig Ziglar.